0: I have come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, into fire, and into ice. Welcome to St. Paxton, a narrative real play podcast created by friends to explore humanity and endure horror. A world where you can try anything.
1: Ah, God. Welcome back to St. Paxton. I am your Game Master, Veronica.
2: I'm Stacy, and I play Bellamy.
3: I'm Michael, and I play Todd B.
2: And I'm Steph, and I play Clara Carter.
0: My name is Fred, and I play Edward Worthington III.
1: Night falls, and each of you are in your respective rooms. Is there anything that you do before you enter a rest mode for the evening? Shower, you're cleaned up. If you want to do that, you certainly do. Um, But is there anything out of the ordinary that you want to do before I call this evening?
3: Yes, I would like to find out Watley's sleeping arrangements. I wasn't there when it all got figured out.
1: Um, when you walk upstairs, you don't see Watley, like, hanging out anywhere. Are you going to knock on everyone's doors or, like, pop your head in or or, or what?
3: Well, I mean, I would... Pres- are the doors normally shut when nobody's in them? Or, are, like, the doors open? Well, they're all
1: in their rooms.
3: Yeah, so that's what I was saying. I should know their rooms so the ones that aren't their rooms that are closed so i guess how i would kind of be like oh he's in that room
1: so you're going into what you would assume are spare rooms yeah okay gotcha yeah you don't see anyone in a spare room
3: what about darius's room
1: no one's in there
3: i'll just shrug and then head back to my room
1: roll listen 19 out of 20 As you're passing Bellamy's room, you hear two people talking. Um, It's definitely not Edward, but you hear them talking.
3: I will near the door just to not to listen in, but just to hear who's talking.
1: Um, As you get close to the door, you can confirm right away that it is Nicholas and Bellamy just chatting with each other. Okay, I will go back to my room. So you're going back to your room. Anything else you want to do before that happens? Nope,
3: that was it. Um, I would take stock of, like, what I have in my closet.
1: You have an assortment of really nice suits. Um, You also have, um, oh my gosh, what are those, like, are they called fishing waiters? Like, I don't know what they're called. But, like, the really tall rubber pants with the suspenders? Yeah. Okay. Waiters. Yeah, so you have some fishing gear, a lot of outdoors, um, athletic wear, hunting gear. Um, You have a really full assortment. The things that maybe would be missing from your wardrobe are like Hawaiian shirts and a lot of t-shirts. You don't have a ton of, um, I guess, leisure wear. Although you do notice that you have a black t-shirt that says Nighthawk and the Crows. Whenever you pull that out, you see the tour schedule for this past cycle. So that's cool.
3: I nod approvingly. And then I will brush my teeth and head
1: to bed. You do notice that a lot of the locations, some of them seem really familiar to you, and then some of them don't seem familiar to you at all. Though all of them, you assume, are on St. Paxton Island.
3: All right, then I will brush my teeth,
1: and head to bed. Okay. Anyone else doing anything?
0: Well, I'm not going to bed if I just found out that Clem is able to communicate with me, so I think I explore that. Fine.
1: Yes. Okay. What do you want to say?
0: Did I hit my head or something? Clem, say something. Something. Oh, man. I think I'm not feeling too good. Um, I need to sit down. And I'll walk over to my bed and I'll sit down and say, how are you talking to me right now, Clem? Why can I understand you? Or why can you talk?
1: Clem's little head just cocks to the side and then cocks to the other side. And then she twirls around, but you don't hear anything.
0: Um, I must be tired. I'm I'm probably just imagining all of this.
1: She bumps her head against your shin and then she cocks her head again.
0: I start scratching behind her ears and, uh, okay, just say something again.
1: She cocks her head.
0: Oh, okay. I I must be exhausted. Um, I think I'm going to head to bed.
1: You watch as Clint does a couple of circles and just lies down, and she falls asleep in like fifteen seconds.
0: I look at her enviously as I struggle to fall to sleep, um, running through the, you know past days, experiences, and uh, just try to kind of categorize everything in my head and try to make sense of it all. Um, My feelings towards Bellamy, the fight with Clara, Watley, and as I think about all of this, I slowly fall asleep without realizing.
2: Okay. Anyone else? Does my room look considerably different than the other reality?
1: Yeah, it definitely doesn't feature as much art um, or painting supplies and things of that nature. You have more of an official desk setup. So it looks like this might be where you keep your books for the business. Um, Your closet, additionally, is very different from what it was before. Uh, You have a lot of really fancy and what seem to be tailored suits for you. Um, You also have a lot of evening wear, which you didn't really have a reason to have before, but you have a considerable amount of evening wear. You also have a variety of eye patches. So there's a little pull-out drawer, and you have about six different eye patches, but all of them are purple.
2: Are they different designs or different shades of purple or
1: yeah different shades of purple one might be sequined one might be satin you can certainly uh determine what those are as you go along
2: i'll sort of look over them like yeah that's that's something i would have chosen um and if i kind of think about it i can remember being in here in this reality right
1: Ooh, that's an interesting question do you try to remember being in this reality yes As you pick up one of your eye patches and you start thinking about existing in this time and in this space, your mind becomes extraordinarily conflicted because, as you saw in the video, you didn't do that one process with Darius. So there isn't a clean split. You're still carrying some of the memories from this destroyed world with you and who you were on it.
2: I think what I'll do before heading to bed is I'll find my journal and just sort of start writing down memories from the previous reality in case things sort of start to get muddled in my head later. Okay. You spend about one hour
1: just journaling those things, making bullet points, um, perhaps drawing out certain things um but as that hour kind of winds down you also feel the urge to write down some of this new reality as well and so you'll mark this as the same date but you'll start doing another hour of journaling and drawing making checklists when you complete that second hour You feel conflicted and you feel like you might need to go back one day to maybe what yesterday was. And you write down the yesterday of this plane of existence. And as you get to that final hour, you also feel like you need to write down the yesterday of this plane of existence. And this goes on and on. Roll sanity. 12. Of? 95. Okay. So you don't lose any sanity. That's great. Um, you, You aren't shaken by this, but you do become exhausted. After hours and hours of drawing and writing, your hand is cramping and your eyes just slowly losing the ability to stay open. And you fall asleep at your desk
4: on top of your journals. Anyone else? Um, I will probably just finish up my chat with Watley and then go to bed. You and Watley discuss how
1: interesting it was to make it through. And Nicholas just kind of goes through this time of expressing to you how he's so grateful that you accepted his friendship kind of at your low point, and he hopes that you don't feel used, but he's just here to support his friend and also explore
4: life in a more full capacity. Okay. I mean, we don't have to play out a whole conversation, but generally I don't feel like I was used, and I think I'm just happy that we've done it we've come through the other side and now let's see what happens
1: as you brush your teeth and get ready for bed nicholas will wait and he kind of is just sitting by this bay window looking out and he seems to be a little bit worried about something like
4: something is definitely on his mind as i come out of the bathroom i shut off the light i will walk over to him and put my hand on his shoulder. Are you okay? Hmm. You're safe here, so, um, I'll
1: check in with you, but I need to- I just need to walk around if that's okay.
4: Um, yeah, I- I guess. Um, if you want to talk, I'm here. I think I just need to stretch my legs and get
1: some fresh air, but, um, I'll I'll let myself back in and I'll probably sleep in another room so no one gets weirded out. (laughs) Okay. So anyways, if you hear me, that's, that's all that's happening. I'm just walking around. I might go outside and kind of walk the beach a little bit.
4: Okay. Well, um, if you don't want me to come with you, then just wake me if you need something. Sure. You've been through a lot. Get some sleep. Okay.
1: Good night. Good night. And he closes the door behind him. Anyone that wishes to may roll listen.
0: 17.
1: 17 of what, Fred? Versus 40. Ooh, 17 versus 40. So that's a hard success. As you are drifting into sleep, kind of making these mental checklists of the things that you need to do, the people you need to talk to, things you need to smooth over and things you need to uncover. You hear someone walking down the hall and they pass your bedroom.
0: I'll wait a moment, and then uh, I will quietly try to see who it is.
1: Okay. Um, who's next with the listen roll?
3: 61 out of 20. You're asleep. Yeah.
1: 35 out of 80, which is a hard success. So both Clara and Edward have a hard success on this. Clara, what do you do? I'm going to take you up to the moment where you both have an action. So I hear footsteps. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of approaching your room. Like, they're just walking, and if you did nothing, they would walk right past your room.
2: Okay. So. So I've lived with these people for a long time, and I probably kind of am familiar with the sound of their footsteps. Does this in any way sound familiar to me? I would
1: say that Bellamy is very light-footed so you don't hear her stomping um at all so she she's not someone that you hear walking down the hall she Mm -hmm. just kind of glides around edward on the other hand if he's going like just walking around the house kind of does have a really heavy footfall so you can definitely you definitely know what his footfall sounds like and With Todd, he is an outdoorsman, so it just depends with him. So if he's just doing a regular walk, it might sound like the way that Nicholas is walking right now. Um, He can certainly be very light-footed when needed. So
2: it could be Todd. I think I'll get up because I wasn't aware if Watley was leaving or not yet. And it was a little unclear if he was actually staying the night or not. So I'll get up and kind of crack open the door and look outside.
1: Okay. Edward, um, I'm going to take you to that same moment. You are up. Let me know what you do.
0: I, I do the same. I cautiously open the door to see who is crossing the hallway.
1: Both of you roll stealth.
0: Uh, 86 versus 30.
2: Four out of 50. So, Steph,
1: you have an extreme success mm-hmm. and I have a, an extreme success. So the success goes to you. Ooh. You remain hidden. However, as you crack open the door, I'm going to give you just a few seconds to see and do whatever you'd like at this point. And then I'm going to introduce Edward.
2: So what do I see?
1: As you crack the door, you see Nicholas walking down the hallway towards the stairs. He is wearing the same clothing. Um, he's carrying his shoes.
2: And remind me of the layout of this hallway. Is it uh, overlooking the, the landing or is it just a hallway?
1: So the hall is actually one big kind of balcony. So you can actually see down into part of the living room and part of the kitchen. So there's just a a long banister on the other side of the hall.
2: Okay. So I would like to wait until he's going down the stairs and then creep up to the edge and peer over to see what he's doing. Edward, you
1: open the door, but your door creaks really loudly. Nicholas stops and turns his head and looks at your door.
0: Oh, are you leaving?
1: Yes, fresh air. See you later.
0: Oh, okay. So you're not coming back. I, I see you later.
1: Oh, I mean I might be back, but.
0: Oh. Okay, well, I guess I could join you. I mean, can't really sleep right now, and I could probably get some fresh air too.
1: Um, you've been through a lot. Are you sure you want to waste these precious hours of sleep?
0: Oh. I mean, if you don't want me to come out with you, I mean, that's fine. I.
1: That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you've been through a lot. Are you sure that you're willing to sacrifice what little sleep you're probably going to get tonight to go on an evening stroll with me, someone you clearly dislike?
0: Well, I clearly can see that you're concerned about my sleep and well being, and that just speaks to your character. And, I mean, look, Bellamy's a good friend of mine, and, you know, if you two are seeing each other or We're not seeing each other. Oh. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, I still want to get to know you. I mean, you know, you're spending a lot of time with her and now us, I guess, if you're staying with us. So... I don't have to stay with you.
1: I have... I'm sure that I have my own place here.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean... That's good. I mean, I guess you're not staying tonight then. Okay, great. Just wanted to clear that up. I mean,
1: is there some reason that you don't want me here?
0: Well, I don't know you. You're a stranger to me, and uh this is my home. I'm very protective of my friends, just so that you know. Message
1: received.
0: So where are you going?
1: Like I said, for a walk, you're welcome to join me. Oh, well, I appreciate the invitation. He starts walking past Clara's room and down the stairs. I will follow. Clara, you see Edward and Nicholas as they walk down the stairs together. And Edward is peacocking in a way that is, I don't want to say not off-putting, but is also off-putting. I, I, I don't know. You take, take it as you will, but he is full feathers up in action right now. And they walk down the stairs. Clem very slowly
2: walks behind them. So in the journaling that I've done up to this point, have I remembered anything about my relationship with Edward in this reality?
1: Yeah, definitely. Things have been really weird since he decided to take on a residency at the hospital. He seems to be extremely attached to his friend and mentor at the hospital. And the whole thing, his career just kind of got in the way of you being able to spend time together in a casual way. Um, and so it's not that things broke off in a terrible fashion, but it's one of those breakups because there wasn't really anything there anymore.
2: So I think I would have witnessed that weird interaction with Watley and, and I'm just going to kind of shake my head and go back to the journaling instead. Okay.
1: Edward, you get to the landing and your shoes are right there by the front door. You want to slip them on? Are you going on this uh, trek barefoot?
0: Um, I'll go barefoot. I'm probably wearing a, a light shirt and uh, board shorts. And I'm probably very accustomed to walking barefoot.
1: Okay. Um, you walk straight out of the house. Whatley slips on some loafers and walks outside with you. He walks over to the pool and sits in one of the lounge chairs for... A bit of time. And it just seems like he's going to stay there and meditate. He doesn't engage with you, doesn't speak with you, but just gets into the chair and closes his eyes. Sort of looking up in the moonlight.
0: So I'll sit down next to him and uh, I'll start engaging him in conversation. So what do you do?
1: Whatley's left eye opens and looks at you. Um, agriculture.
0: Oh. Okay, that's interesting. Um, anything specific? Are you a farmer or...
1: I have an organic farm. Well, I think I have an organic farm here. Um, I'm still a little unclear as to how this all works. Uh, I'm I'm interested to go up to the ranch and see if I have a ranch, <laughs> um, all sorts of things are, there are big questions in my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have an organic farm. I mostly use it to feed myself and I raise sheep, which, uh, we use the wool here locally. Um, we make all sorts of, uh, interesting things. I'm sure you've seen a lot of the Made in St. Paxton, sourced in St. Paxton winter clothing? No. There's a line of socks? No. Oh, okay. Well.
0: um, You said we, so do you like have a wife at home or something?
1: No, I mean we, the artisans of St. Paxton. It's a shame that you haven't invested more of your time to get to know the locals and the economy that supports this lavish lifestyle that you lead
0: you're right I you know I need to really just get rooted you know here on the island you know I'm kind of new to the area Mm. and I don't know maybe you could show me around and yes you know kind of show me your side of St. Paxton and well you know maybe introduce me to some of your artisan friends
1: that sounds great Do you think that we should be doing that at this hour? And he looks up at the full moon high in the sky. Or maybe a day trip.
0: Yeah, no, no. (laughs) That's ridiculous. I mean, is there anybody up right now? Just us, I suspect. (laughs) And maybe, you know, tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. I mean, you know, I think I think we should get to know each other better.
1: I would love that. I'd love to get to know a lot about you. And you see that his left eye remains trained on you as his body sits up and he turns in a really strange, almost mechanical way and locks eyes with you. I'd like to know so much more about you, Edward. Roll Spot Hidden.
0: 33 versus 65
1: you see as he pulls out this lighter and begins clicking it it's like a Zippo type lighter and he flicks it up and he looks like he's awaiting some sort of response from you when he doesn't get it he clips it back down and pockets it so we'll put something on the calendar then
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That would be great. Um, Do you smoke? Occasionally. Do you have one to spare?
1: Smoke? No, I just came from a a different plane of existence wherein Bellamy didn't allow me to smoke. So...
0: Yeah, so about that... um, I have so many questions. You made some interesting comments, you know, like... You're not sure if your ranch is still here and you know, your vested interests in me. I I mean, I don't know why you'd be so interested in me, but how do you know about all of this? Like, does everybody on St. Paxton know about... I don't know.
1: That's a great question. In fact, it's the question for which I seek answers myself. You see, I don't think everyone Resets in the same way. You were good friends with Leo. I don't know if you remember this or not, but before you and your friends passed on, Leo was horrifically murdered. Do you know that? Roll Sanity.
0: 17 versus 65.
1: You do remember, but you're unfazed by this.
0: Tread carefully, Watley. He was a good friend of mine.
1: I know, but I think he might be like me. I think that he remembers the reset. I don't think there are very many of us. That's the thing, and we couldn't get close to each other while Darius was here. You see, something always came between us. I would go into the diner and he wasn't there. Or I would go to the docks to see if I could get a kayaking lesson and the shop would be closed. I'd go to the library when I knew he would be there, and he would weave in and out of the stacks as though he was always out of reach. And I don't think that was coincidence. I think something was trying to keep us apart, or perhaps we're two of the same polar ends of of some horrific magnet. I don't know, but I want to find out if I have the ranch. And I want to find out if Leo is here. Huh. Did he move on with us? Because I'm also concerned that I might run into me. And if I run into me, what will that do? How will that break me or him? As you see, there are a lot of questions that remain unanswered. I'm gonna go for a walk. You want to come?
0: Um... You know what, I think I'm just gonna head off to bed. Um, You actually gave me a lot to think about. I mean, just the idea that Leo might be alive is... got me reeling right now. I mean, I've known Leo all my life.
1: Why wouldn't you go and check it out now?
0: Well, it's really late, Watley. I mean, come on, look at the moon. It's nighttime.
1: Well, he's either dead or he's safe. You want to come with me?
0: <sighs> you know what, Watley? Maybe I've been too tough on you. I'm sorry. I just... I get really protective when it comes to my friends, and I just don't know you that well, but... I don't know. Maybe you're not that bad of a guy, and... um You know, if you make Bellamy happy, I mean, maybe that's all that matters.
4: Likewise.
1: See you later, friend. He walks away. Okay, good night. You have a good night. Yes, you have a good night.
0: Yeah, I will. Thank you.
1: Are you going to go in?
0: Aren't you walking away?
1: I am walking away. Can't you see my feet moving?
0: I'm just standing here, watching you move away?
1: I'm just waiting for you to safely get inside. What if you step on a piece of glass?
0: I'm just making sure that I watch you and make sure you make it to your destination safe. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your concern for me.
1: I appreciate your concern for me. Well, all right,
0: friends. And I go back to my room. Clem comes in,
1: lays down in the bed beside you, and very quickly is belly up snoring, and so are you. Everyone hears a phone ringing.
3: I will trudge down to answer it. Uh, hello?
1: Hello, is Edward there?
3: Um, I think so. Who's who's calling?
1: He's late for work. Tell him to get up and get his ass to the hospital.
3: Hospital. Alright. On it.
1: Thank you. Goodbye.
3: Bye. I will trudge up the stairs and knock on Edward's door. Go away. Um... The hospital needs you?
0: Oh, fuck! I jump out of bed. And realize that I'm late for uh, my shift. Um, I jump in the shower. I do a quick once over with just water and no soap. And then I start putting on my scrubs and I'm out the door.
1: Okay. You watch as Edward speedily runs past you, not three minutes after you bang on his door And you all hear a loud bang as the front door closes behind him. Okay, bye. You go back to your room. You see that it is 5.05 a.m.
3: Oh, this is too early. I will just jump back into bed and cover up.
4: 6 a.m. arrives. Bellamy, your alarm goes off. I get up and I do my usual morning routine. I have some nice water. I put out my mat and I do my yoga. Okay. You hear a scratching at the door. You
1: look to the right and you see that Maslow would like to go outside for sure.
4: I will walk over and open the door for him and let him out. He very
1: clumsily navigates the stairs, um, ass over head and tumbles down but eventually
4: makes his way down there I will follow him out to make sure he doesn't get himself into any more trouble takes a little tinkle, comes back and hops on the couch downstairs Um, once I finish up my yoga, I'll probably put on some coffee around 7 and make a light breakfast for everybody and then go knock on some doors at about 7:30 7:45 You none of you are awakened
1: by the smell of a delicious healthy breakfast of oats and fresh fruit These times they have changed
2: See so Knock on doors
4: I Yeah I'll start with Clara's door Ugh what I'm um, I'm up um What time is it? Um it is about quarter to 8 I've got coffee on and some (gasps) really good yummy breakfast. (gasps) Bacon? No. Oats and
1: fresh fruit. Uh, Clara, in this timeline, you are extraordinarily a night owl. Seven doesn't exist to you. Ten barely exists to you. But 7.45 with no bacon does
2: not exist to you. Bells. Bells.
4: What? (laughs) You hit me up at this hour and
2: no bacon?
4: No, it's healthy and good. It'll keep you full. It'll keep you full of
2: energy. Bacon is Protein.
4: Protein, Bellamy? I we don't we don't have any. I don't know what to tell you. You have probably you should have oh. a full day ahead of you. Come on, up up up! Oh, no.
2: it's a full day starting later.
4: Oh, we should probably go over your schedule so I know for next <sighs> time.
2: Okay, but there's coffee at least.
4: Yes. Uh. Okay, perfect. Um, I will now go over and bang on Todd's door less nicely
3: uh, I don't work at
4: the hospital what it's come on it's quarter to eight it's time to get up uh, come on I've got hot breakfast
2: okay there's no bacon you're not helping
3: I open the door just how bright and bubbly is Bellamy in the morning
1: so, you know those asshole people that wake up really fucking early and that at some ungodly hour of the day, they're somehow bright and awake and out and about and doing shit? Like, she looks like she might have gone out before this, fully dressed. There's no sleep in her eyes. She awake. Oh,
3: Bellamy. Todd. This is so weird
1: Todd you experience a conflict as you know that you have enjoyed a very laxed lifestyle in your former timeline where you got to choose pick and choose the time that you woke up However, you know that at 8.30 a.m. you are expected to check in at the St. Paxton Police Department, where you will be updated on the latest briefings, and then you have a 9.30 a.m. class at the Miskatonic University. Todd B., Ph.D. Wait, what time is it?
3: I look back at my clock. It's
1: a quarter to eight.
3: Um, huh. All right. Um, oh, yeah, I have time for breakfast. Thanks, Bellamy.
4: You are welcome. And with my work here done, I will go shower and officially get ready for my day. Okay.
1: Um, it doesn't take long for you all to sort of get into the groove of what you're supposed to be doing. However, for Clara, that is just sleeping. Um, Todd, it doesn't take you long to kind of get your shit together. But at the end of this kind of breakfast bathroom routine you do realize that you're going to need to get to the PD pretty quickly Um, you know that to be about a 15 to 20 minute walk and you don't have that kind of time so you are in a hurry for sure. Wait so
3: Bellamy's in the shower and Clara's still asleep mm -hmm. mhm alright I will rush into the pantry and back down the tunnels okay I will hurriedly make my way back to my house
1: You arrive at your house. There is a fresh newspaper on the doorstep. You have no time to read it. Uh, Do you want to take it with you?
3: Yeah, I will grab um, my ID and tuck the newspaper under my arm and rush out the door.
1: You rush out the door and you get to your motorcycle.
3: Okay, now I'm starting to like this reality.
1: You hop on and your mind is sort of torn as you remember specifically. There were no roads in St. Paxton, but now all you see are rivers of black pavement before you. Roll sanity. As you try to navigate this new road system, both knowing where you're going and how you should be getting there on foot, And things are just weird here.
3: 64 out of 65.
1: You find yourself really dazed out for a little bit and going a lot faster than you should. But you still keep yourself under control, maintain composure. (sighs) That was a close one. You park your bike with a lot of the other vehicles that are in the parking lot outside of the police station slash city hall.
3: All right, I head in to check in
1: as you head down to the basement um, a woman pops her head out of the office next to yours hey
3: good morning
1: and how are we uh, I don't know a little tired me too I. that's weird I feel like everybody's tired today
3: yeah is, is it just me are the roads just newer I don't know
1: Oh, I don't think so, but... um, Maybe a fresh coat of tar or something. I don't know anything about that, so... I mean, like, maybe if you go up to the fourth floor, then, like, the engineering team could tell you. I don't know. Oh, that's a good idea. I might do that later. Anyways, um, I don't really have anything to report, so... Thanks for stopping by, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no worries. Normally, I guess we have our stuff by now, but um, I guess the labs running a little bit late. Um, I'll give you a call if there's, uh, you know, something to report.
3: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tess. You're welcome. I will linger around my office space just looking at the contents of my desk.
1: Okay, as you go through your desk, you find a lot of just standard notes um, about several of the investigations that are ongoing. There seems to be a new drug that is making its way through the southwestern part of St. Paxton. A lot of people have been brought into the hospital with these um, overdoses. And um, there's a lot of people that claim that maybe there's some connection to the former chief of police, but the investigation is of course ongoing and you're just helping oversee some of the lab things with the drugs and paraphernalia but that's all you get this report is written for you by tess who is kind of your second in command here
3: okay since that probably ate up a few minutes of my time i will probably head to the university
1: what sciences are you proficient in or do you have training in rather on your hero skills Zoology, Forensics,
3: and Physics.
1: So you're teaching an advanced physics class at this time. So you are in here for about an hour and a half. Edward, as you get to the edge of Mosado Lago, you see a small bay of different types of cars, motorcycles, um, there's a large truck that's out there. There's a couple of mopeds, but you have a whole variety, a fleet of vehicles that are in what you would assume is the Mulsado Lago parking lot. Edward, what type of car are you drawn to?
0: Um, probably some kind of standard sedan. Nothing flashy.
1: Okay, you find a vehicle that meets your needs, nothing flashy. You step into this really nicely appointed car, no frills, and you floor it to the hospital. You get to the hospital and let me know where you go.
0: I immediately head towards... um dr mason's office and uh do i run into her or
1: as you are running towards her office you actually come into this little group of people and one of them looks at you and says you're 30 minutes late
0: 30 minutes i I know i i overslept i had a weird night um Does Dr. Mason know I'm late?
1: Well, everyone was late today, so.
0: Oh. But not 30
1: minutes late.
0: I I live so far away, it's...
1: We all know where you fucking live, okay? Jesus.
0: (sighs) I'm sorry. Look, just don't say anything. And I start smoothing my hair out.
1: She hands you a white coat, and you see that it is your coat. So... As you put it on, you feel and you get your pad and your pen and all of these things out. And you realize that you are on 5 a.m. rounds.
0: Thanks. I owe you one. Oh, you owe me more than one. Who am I talking with?
1: You know her as a female resident named Gracie Con. And you know that you should never call her Gracie. You... Really, only refer to her as Dr. Han in front of everyone. Um, You're only just friends, and that's when you call each other by your first name. But in front of everyone else, she's Han or.
0: Now, am I a doctor as well, or am I like going, like practicing to go to a doctorate?
1: So, as you are sort of sorting through all of your memories, you absolutely remember going through medical school, finishing medical school, taking, you know, all of these really intense exams and getting accepted into a residency program here at the hospital in St. Paxton, meaning you are an MD.
0: Dr. Worthington, the third. Got it.
1: So as you go from room to room, you see your attending physician and it is your friend and mentor, Dr. Mary Mason. She sees you, you make eye contact. You definitely see that she's disappointed and you go on about your day. You have a 12 hour shift ahead of you. You know that you won't get your first break for the next couple of hours And because you were probably the last person in, you're probably going to be on this, you know, scut duty in the ER, like dealing with all of the nonsense bullshit that no one actually wants to take care of. So that is your reward for being late. I am going to check in with you two more times and we'll, we'll see if you have The ability to collect any clues while you're in the ER. Okay. Bellamy, at about 10 a.m., you sort of lose a hold on kind of like which reality you're in for sure. And you find it really difficult to remember if you're supposed to be going to therapy right now or if you're supposed to be going to work right now. And you're very concerned because you have not seen your friend. Um, so it's all just very scary and strange to you. Whereas you've had a lot of ease in adjusting to this new time and this new reality. Um, now that's sort of unraveling and coming undone. Roll sanity.
4: Uh, so I got a 76 out of 65. And that's where we're going to call it.
1: <laughs> no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> that makes me happy. Which episode is
4: this? 11.
2: Yeah!
1: Uh oh.
4: (laughs) That's not. mm -mm. Well, good. I'm
3: glad we made it impossible for us to be where you wanted us to be for 13.
4: That was our plan the whole fucking time. (laughs) Surely she can't get (laughs) us there in the next episode.
3: (laughs) Into our trap, V, by offering us so many things to do before going to bed. (laughs)
4: <laughs> that'll teach you <ya. laughs> what
1: I had what I had thought was going to happen is that you were going to establish like this is what I do before I go to bed in this new reality uh, just kind of like I'm going to do a quick shower shave shit and you know get in bed no not this group uh, that was a really fun episode I really enjoyed um, delving into this world with you and helping you navigate some of the new stuff that was happening So, if you want to know what our players thought about this episode, why they made the decisions that they made, what is up with this peacocking business from (laughs) Edwards,
2: you've got to
1: become one of our patrons because we're going to talk about it in this episode of take a knee, which is only available to our patrons. So get over to patreon.com link is in the show notes and um, you'll get to hear some really good content. A lot of those are sometimes 30 to 40 minutes discussing a lot of the stuff that happens in these episodes. So thanks so much for uh, continuing to support the podcast and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye!
4: This episode was edited by Rob Anderson, the musician who made The Lounge, our opening and closing theme. Find him on Twitter, at potentially Rob. This episode was produced by Hiroshi, and you can find him at MaybeHiroshi. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. B is at TypicalVeronica, Mike is at OneGamingLane, Fred is at I Think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlit Firefly. And you can find me at Definitely Stacy. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast stumbled upon during recording? head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a 5-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash CAFpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekly ink shows such as Greetings Adventurers, brute force, or Dear Internet.
3: Hey listeners, once again it's Rob here to thank a special person in our community. We love being able to make this show, but keeping it at a high level can be a cost on our time and resources. Thankfully, we have wonderful Patreon supporters like Andrea, whose ongoing support keeps St. Paxton, well, ongoing. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being a part of this show.